Across the Live podcast. I'm Colin Smith, and today I have another special guest. This is somebody I call my family right here. She has her own podcast called Let's Talk with Crystal K. And joining me is Crystal Council. What's going on, Crystal? Nothing much, man. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you on. It's good to catch up with you again. So, real quick, just tell the people kind of like basically what's the concept of your podcast. Okay, so with my podcast, it's called Let's Talk with Crystal K. Um, originally, it started, and it's still still the same concept. So it started with sports, music, and life. So with the sports, of course, we just I always typically have a guest with me, um, and we just kind of break down what's going on in sports. Mm-hmm. With music, I do like ride-alongs and stuff. So my ride-alongs are typically us in the car, just kind of talking about the new music that came out, anybody that's dropped a new album, and kind of us giving like a review about new music and what we like um and then with life life kind of has like a two-part series so the first part i call it just my thoughts so that's typically me like just talking just by myself about things that i feel um that are going on in life mm-hmm. um i did one about gratitude and i did one about jumping um from steve harvey's book yep. called jump i watched um <laughs> and then the second part of the life is basically like me doing one-on-one interviews with people um, typically millennials that are doing things in their community that are having a positive impact. So right. that's pretty much the basic concept. The basic concept is just I want to be able to help people. I want to I want when people listen to my podcast, I want them to get something from it. I want them to feel empowered, inspired. I want them to feel motivated to do whatever it is that, that they want to do. So that's the basic concept. Because yeah. I know. We we tried one time to do a podcast together, me, you, and Steve, and then you know after graduating, our schedules were just so different. So we right. kind of had to branch out and do our own, our own it right. Mm-hmm. So what kind of like made you want to just you know like you know I want to start my own podcast? What made you really want to go in into that lane? So um, I am a communications major, and I always thought that with me doing broadcast, I knew I wanted to be in that field. But originally when it started, I thought I was going to be doing television. And then pretty much with television, all that I was getting was like the news. And to me, the news is so depressing. And I'm right. just, that's not me. I, I can't watch want, the news. Like right. That. I didn't want that to be my everyday life. Me reporting on people dying and yep. just bad stuff happening all the time. So I was like, okay, no. So then I did, I interned with a radio station um, when I got out of college and I really, really enjoyed it. And then I started working with the online radio station and I enjoyed that as well. And with online radio, basically you record your show and then you send it in. So it was kind of like doing a podcast. And when I first started, I wanted I was kind of trying to tailor my my radio show to be just like the radio that you hear in your car. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, you know, that's not really me. I kind of want to do my own thing. And that's kind of how my podcast started. And I just like I said, I just really want to help people and I want people to, I don't know, have a feeling of empowerment when they listen to it. So that's basically why I started my podcast. And it's kind of similar to the same thing I'm doing, actually. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I started loving sports. So right. that, that's the lane I want to go in while we were in school. And then, you know, as I started going along, um, just bouncing around different jobs and different things like that, I was like, you know, for me, I was like, I kind of want to do something still sports related. But at the same time, once I started doing interviews and talking to other people, and just hearing their stories, I'm like, man, right. this is this is interesting. Let me let me go around and go to different places and get these people to come on and share their stories of where share their stories of success because everybody went through something mm-hmm. getting to where they are. So it's just to hear how people go through different things and they struggle, um, it's, it's interesting because you it's like, man, it, I'm going through the same thing or something kind of relatable to that. So 
that's that's always a key to why I'm doing what I'm doing now. But what's one of the biggest hurdles you think you've had to encounter so far? Uh, one of the biggest hurdles? I don't know what the biggest hurdle is. I know um, I know I hear the word no a lot with a lot of stuff that I do. But I think hearing the word no has made me very resilient. So I think hearing no is very good for me. Right. Um, so that's like one thing. But I don't even know if it's really a struggle anymore because, I don't know, it made me get tough skin. So um, if I had to name something else as a struggle, I would say as far as podcasting, um, the social media aspect of it. Uh, kind of promoting it and staying yeah. on social media because I'm not the biggest social media person. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that's probably, you know, putting my stuff out there, staying on social media, you know. Yeah, just kind of piggyback off what you said about saying here and no all the time. That's mm-hmm. actually one of the things. Well, I actually been brainstorming. I thought about writing a book. And then when I did my interview with Tyresha and uh, Shionda, I was like, you know, what? I think I am going to write a book. So I started brainstorming like different chapters. Right. Or what I'm going to talk about. So that's something I'm going to talk about. It's like, no, it's not something you want to hear, but you need to hear. Because sometimes when you hear no, it just motivates you to get back to work. No is not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe 100%. no is no, not right now. Or no, this is not for you. Or just because one door closes doesn't mean that that was the door you're supposed to go to. Maybe we're trying to push you to another door. So Absolutely. I don't think it's a bad so thing. So actually, when I, I got the job at the radio station with Intercom in Greenville, I at the school, I was like, man, I had this work experience covering the NBA, Panthers, and right, all this. Right. So I was like, man, let me go get these people my resume so they can see what I've done. Mm-hmm. And you know, I gave them my resume, and I still didn't get a job. So here and no, I went back to work, started grinding some more, and then I went back to the same station a year later, and I ended up getting a job. So, so you it's made like, you grind harder, Exactly. Right? You got to grind harder. So because sometimes if you if you always hear yes, it's like mm-hmm. it comes to you so easily that you might not work as hard. But, you know, sometimes people don't really, I guess, feel like they want to hear no. But it's something you, you really need to hear. Also, do you feel like it's tough being a black woman in the media? Well, I feel like I try not to focus so much on black and white or gender or anything like that. I feel like you just have to keep grinding, know what it is that you want to do, uh, stick to it, be resilient, and definitely keep your faith because I'm a person of faith. And I feel like whatever it is that God has for me, nobody can touch that. Um, It doesn't matter if I'm black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, yellow, purple. It doesn't matter because if it's for me and God has it for me and I keep my faith strong, then I feel like it's going to happen. So. And the reason I say that, ask that question is because I know for women, it's always tough, right. you know, trying to break through. But especially as a black woman, that's why, that's why I wanted to know that you feel like it was kind of like a pushback or like something even harder to grind because, you know, it's it's, it's hard to make yeah, it. I mean, it. it is tough. It is tough. But I really try not to focus on that as much because I feel like if I do, it'll be something like when I hear the word no, I'll be like, oh, it's because I'm black. Oh, it's because I'm a woman. Right. So, like I said, I really try not to focus on that. And I just do. I just try to go hard every day and stay focused on what it is and keep God first. But it's something I always remember, too. I always heard one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite uh, radio personalities, Charlamagne, was like, don't, ah! be careful when you pull the race card. Only right. pull it when you need to. Right. Yeah, don't just say it because you don't get opportunities exactly. just because you're black. Exactly. But once it's clear, then you go ahead and wave that race card. But um, speaking of, um, since I brought him up, who are some of your mentors in radio? Definitely Charlemagne. Right. Um, I like Charlemagne. Of course, I like The Breakfast Club, period. Me too. Uh, I like Angela Yee. I like Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, who else am I with? I like Oprah. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely Oprah. Um, sports related, of course, everybody on first take, everybody on Undisputed, like Carrie Champion. Yeah. I know you see what's going on with my girl Jamel Hill. Yeah, I just so, I just saw that coming yeah, in. Yeah. But you can kind of t- see the right ones on the wall with yeah. how they kind of took the show off here. But I, I think that's a good thing for it because and like we were saying off air, you know, kind of like doing what we're doing, it's like the same time you don't mind being in your own lane and just have mm-hmm. creating your own opportunity because when you go work for somebody else, it's only so much you're you can say. You're in a box. Exactly. Right. So, and I felt like they kind of kept Jamel and Michael Smith in a box in a way because they couldn't really keep it all the way real like they want to. Mm-hmm. And even with Shannon Sharp, you know, he, he tries to... <laughs> Yeah. That's one of my favorites yeah, too, Shannon. Like he, he he keeps it real, but you know, it's still certain things that mm-hmm. he really can't say. He can't call it like how he yeah. sees it because well, you he know. signed that contract, it's binding. Exactly. So um matter of fact, let me ask you, you, you also said Angela Angie Angie Yee, Angela Yee was one of your mentor, I mean favorite uh radio personalities. Who um you actually met her, right? Yeah. What was I that did. experience like? Uh it was really awesome. Uh she is She's very nice. Like she's not for her to be on television and with the Breakfast Club and all the other stuff that she's doing. You would think like maybe she would have more security with her. No, she just had her girls with her. Uh, she's very nice. She had to take a lot of pictures, so she was extremely nice. Um, just really down to earth and friendly, and it was just a great experience for me because I was just like, I gotta meet her. Right. I love watching her, so yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's one of the things I I love to see people who in these on these bigger platforms still mm-hmm. nice and relatable. Because I'm I'm sometimes I'm, I'm kind of fearful. Like my my all time favorite athlete is Kobe, and sometimes I wonder like, man, if I ever met him, I'll be kind of scared to you know meet because I I don't want to be let down by maybe he's like right. somebody who's not even cool or laid back right. or somebody. So that's and then something. It changes your whole world, exactly your, your whole perspective. Yeah, changes on that I'm person. like man, he's yeah. an all time great player, but yeah. then he, he he's not really that friendly. What's what's some of the advice that you've gotten from Angela Angela Yee or some other some of your other mentors? Um, advice, pretty much just to continue to go hard. Um, that you are gonna hear no's, but don't let those no's deter you. Um, keep the faith, stay the course, and just I think most importantly is be you. Don't try to change who you are um, right. for somebody else just because your style may not fit a certain outlet or a radio station or whatever that you're going for. Don't change who you are to fit them. You know, find the fit for you. So just stay true to yourself is, I think, the most important advice right. that I've received. Do you feel like school, this is something we talk about a lot. Do mm-hmm. you feel like school help prepare you for life after college and going forward in your career? That's a really good question. Um, and I'm kind of, I don't know, a little bit twisted on it because I would say yes and no. The reason that I say yes is because I feel like school did give me the basic fundamentals that I needed as far as with broadcasting, like, you know, like how how to talk or how, you know, things behind the camera, the production side of things. I felt like it gave me all those tools Um, the techniques that I needed. But at the same time, I feel like if I wasn't in school, I could have been spending that time, you know, already in my career or, you know, learning like more like, like how you would do an internship. Mm -hmm. And so then I feel like, well, if I was doing all those things and I would have learned that stuff anyway, that school taught me plus more, you know, and I feel like it would have gave me the experience that I needed. I feel like it's a great experience, but I don't know if I would go back just because of the debt that it puts you in. That's true. And they, and they always say that, you know, 
if you're a college graduate, you might make so much more money than somebody who just has a high school diploma. But then the thing about it is I started wondering, you know, they say that, but how much of that money, that extra money that you've made that you it got in a payback loan? Exactly. Right. So right. it's like it kind of in a way seems like it may balance off. But um, I, I think I mean, I really enjoyed my time in school because I got a chance to meet you and Steve and some of my other boys. And uh, that was really the great thing about it, just mm-hmm. the networking. And it, to me, I honestly felt like school kind of like bought me four extra years to just kind of figure things out. But I really didn't figure it out until senior year. Like, I was like, OK, this is getting ready to come to an end. So let me figure out what I want to do. So that's when I finally started doing some broadcasting. Then, and I actually added uh, mass media on as my minor. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even major in it. So I only picked up a few classes. And I, I wish I'd had more time to spend with Madeline because. He is the best, Matt, right? Madeline I love him. Dope. He was my favorite. Yeah. He taught us so much. And I, I don't know if it was because he has a background in it. I, I feel like. Did you take his um, television and studio? No, I didn't get a class? chance to take that one. Oh, my gosh. That is so hands-on. Mm-hmm. That feels so real. And it's not like you just sit behind a desk taking notes on it. It's like you're actually doing it. So. Mm-hmm. And I, my, the best advice that he gave us was, you know, when you go into the classroom, sit down, you see the check marks on the door and hit on the door. And he was like, you know, look, take a look at that. He said, check your ego at the door. Check your ego at the door. And, and it's not about you. It's about what's there. So it's kind of like taking your emotions out of like different situations. Like when you're reporting or anything, mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's just about the clear cut evidence. Yeah. That's I, think, there. I think one of the best things, the best advice that, he's ever given me is especially when you're interviewing people um, if you ever run out of things to say or questions to ask just make the conversation about the other person because people love talking about themselves and so far it's been working for me yeah, so that's I, true. Def- I always think back to that and I appreciate him for that so so if you had to start all over again you uh-huh. think you would go back to school or think you would I mean school different? was fun I had a lot of fun experiences um, in school but honestly, if I knew, uh, college was awesome, man. But maybe I would do maybe like a two-year school, maybe, mm-hmm. and then spend those other two years like in the field or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I just feel like most people value experience over education. Because yeah. you can be educated, but if you don't have any experience in it, I mean, where exactly. are we going with it? So I would take the experience over the education. I honestly feel like... Something like you were saying, networking is more important. It's key. It's, it's about education you know. now. Yeah, it's all about who you know, or some people say who knows you. That's true. So it's like I, I don't know. I think I would like you say, just get in the field and and just hit the ground running and and start grinding. So you wouldn't go back to school? Uh, you would do it all over again? I don't know if I would. Not 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 for the debt. I don't think the debt is worth it. I think you can get in your field by doing other things and just mm-hmm. and start from the ground up instead of going to school and getting fifty, sixty thousand dollars in debt. And then when you get out, congratulations, you got a piece of paper and go get a job and then try to pay back. Like I told you, I was paying five hundred dollars back a month. So I was like, how in the world can you expect somebody fresh out of college to pay five hundred dollars a month? Like what kind of job is going to pay you that kind of money just starting out? So I don't know if I would really go back. I think I mean, it was fun, though, but I think what I would do is I may take a two-year route and then try to find something in my field or figure out what I wanted to do first and then go back. Because I feel like if you yeah. go to school, not knowing what you want to do, it's like you just waste some time and money. 
and I think I would go that route. Plus, another thing is um, I just wish when you go to school, I think they should do something to where when you go that you don't have to take art history and stuff like some yeah, stuff that's it's like, like a waste of yeah. Just yeah. take the stuff that you me, need yeah. for your for your degree because it, it's just a waste of time. It's like it's just more money that you pour in the classes that you don't even need. So that's why I'm like we've been in high school. I mean, we've been taking these classes for how long? I think we got it. Exactly. So. And it really and then like some uh, some people say, which is true, like college doesn't teach you like life skills and stuff like that. So that's why I'm like I, I don't know if I would waste all that money going back. But we you know, it's something we learn from and other people gonna go through the same thing. But let's go let's take another step deeper. Why do you think people are afraid to go all in? Like you were talking about in one of your um in uh podcast episodes that I watched, you were talking about Steve Hart's book where you talking right. about jumping and having faith and taking a leap of faith. Why do you think people are afraid to Just jump? that, exactly what you said. I feel like people they know what they want to do, but they don't know if they, how do I want to say it? So like I was saying in my podcast with jumping, I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of risk involved. And because people don't know what's going to happen on the other side, they just, they like to be comfortable. People like to be comfortable. And so I feel like, so they just stay in their comfort zones. They never get out. And mm-hmm. with jumping, when you jump, you don't even know what's down there. You don't know what you're going to land on. You don't know if you're landing on soft, plush grass that's just going to comfort the fall or if you're landing mm-hmm. on some rocky stuff that may bruise you up. So I feel like there's people don't follow their dreams because they're scared to get out of out of their comfort zone. And because you, you don't really know what's on the other side. I feel like the uncertainty is what mm-hmm. holds people back. So I think, I don't know, fear. I think it's kind of something I... Something I kind of struggle with sometimes as well, just like not knowing. It's like, man, but what it, it really kind of woke me up, you know, doing two jobs when it finally hit me to where I was like, man, I'm I'm paying bills, take care of my family and everything. But then I was just like one late night I was at work and I was just like, hold up, I got to go back to work. I get off here at 1130, get home a little bit after 12 and then I got to be back at work at five in the morning. I'm like, hold up. I'm supposed to do this. Is this it for life? Right. Like I'm supposed yeah, to do this every day. I was like, no. hey, like it's it's no way that I'm about to do this for the rest of my life. So I'm like, man, let me let me rewind these things and, and do something else. So that's when I really hit the ground running with the podcast. But I'm mm-hmm. like, it, it's it's no way I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life. It's and, like you're just in that cycle and you just keep repeating it and just over and over again. And I just feel like the fear of the unknown holds people back. But really, what's the worst that can happen if you do decide to follow your dreams, pursue them, and you decide to jump? What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Because it's just like, get up and go to work. Get up and go to work. And you know what's weird, though? It was when, um, you know, like when you have conversations with people you haven't seen in a while. Like, what's going mm-hmm. on, man? What you been up to? Nothing. Just working. Like, right. people just say that, like, it's like, it's more to it, though. Right. I'm like, man, I, I just can't. I couldn't see myself just settling. I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, I don't hear a lot of people our age say stuff like that. They're like, this is what it is. This is what I'm doing. I mean, this is what I want to do. But, you know, and so I'm just really glad to hear somebody our age say that. That makes me happy. It's just kind of like depressing. I'm like, man, it's it's so much more to life than just getting up, going to work. I'm like, you can, you can. And one of the things, like if you, if you haven't watched it or anybody who hasn't listened to it, just check out my interview with Ben Hall. And this really impactful because he was just like man you know you got to give your mind your brain a task and he's like 
man, I, I, I quit my job on a random Monday and just went all in on baking cakes. And just a couple of weeks ago, he opened up a storefront. Now he has a store out, out towards Emmy. And he was like telling us, this doesn't happen if I don't quit my job. Like right. if I stay in my comfort zone, you it know, yeah. And I mean, it, it was a risk that he took, right? Mm -hmm. He just quit his job. That income is cut off. But look at the rewards. Exactly. And he was saying, you can, he's like, man, if, if this doesn't work out, I can always go get a job somewhere else. That's somewhere true. Else. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? Exactly. You can always get another job. And he's like, people are afraid, like, and it was deep. He was like, people think they get out of life alive. Like, it's no rewards. Like, at the end of the day, you're going to die just like everybody else. So why not take that chance and jump. So I, I think that's something I'm trying to make that transition because I'm like, you know, the time that I'm at my job, I feel like I can spend that time working on my craft and, and sharpening my skills. But I, I think that's something that people need to to really focus more in. And that's what brings me to doing these podcasts too, because it's like another way for to be another voice, another platform, and people can share their stories of like how they escape. They started doing what they want to do. But, you know, it's just one of those tough situations. But let's switch to something else. I know you told me that you like sports as well. Uh -huh. So let's talk a little hoops. That's your okay. favorite, right? Yes. NBA all day. <laughs> talk about your guy. Well, I don't know if he's your guy, but the biggest name that was on the market That's my was guy. LeBron. That's my guy. Okay. Talk yeah. about him. So, you know, he went to the Lakers. Um, <clears throat> I... I never underestimate LeBron ever because mm -hmm. he is LeBron James, but the Lakers are young. I don't. That's my squad. That's your squad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because you Kobe all day. Oh, all you day. were. Um, still, that's it's still my man. Kobe's still my guy. So I, I just don't. I don't know what the future looks like for the Lakers. I know who they have. I know they have LeBron James, but I know that he's now in the West, and we know how tough the West is. And we know what Golden State did in the offseason. Mm -hmm. We know what they did in the previous It's going to be a 3 season. I just, yeah. It's, it's it probably awful. is. It probably is. Um, so I just, I the biggest concern I have is I kind of don't understand as far as, I understand why he did it for his family. I get those reasons. But I don't understand as far as his career why he made that move. Because I feel like, I just don't feel like the Lakers are going to win a championship in the next two years. Not with Kevin Durant and Golden State. I don't see it. If, if I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. I'm, so I'm just, I don't know. So you, I so you wanted those. I'm just kind of like, let me wait and see how it's going to pan out. But So you don't have a favorite team. No, I have so a favorite player. So you just, I mean, wherever LeBron goes. I'm going. That's where you're going. going. I'm going, I'm going. But don't get me wrong. I do like Golden State a lot. And I'm just a fan of the sport, so. But yeah, I'm, definitely I'm a Laker all fan all day, but to me it looks it's gonna look weird to see LeBron in a Lakers jersey. I'm like, man, I, it is. I mean, he's all time great. You still can't take that away yeah. from him. But I was just like, man, I thought maybe he'll go back to Miami and you know ride it out with D Wade or something, or go to or, or just stay in the East because I he was thought, dominating the East. I thought that's what he was gonna do. I thought he was gonna. I didn't see him going to the West. I know um, that everybody was like, he's going to LA, he's going to LA, but I was just kind of like, I. Don't, I didn't see that for him, so I don't know. And and, and like you saying, business wise, kind of makes sense because he's like family. Plus, you know, he's in the movies and directing yeah. different things, so of course that yeah, it makes sense for him. But from a win perspective, I didn't understand it because yeah. I don't. 
if you want to win more championships, I would have thought maybe he would have picked some some other team to go to. The Lakers is and I hate on your team. I'm just saying. Y'all young. Y'all young. And I'm just like, okay, so basically you left, basically you left like the Cavs in the East to go to the Cavs in the West. And so I'm just like. But it'll be good for us just to see my team back in the playoffs. But, you know, I I don't think we'll do too much. It's LeBron, though. Don't underestimate LeBron. No, LeBron ain't being Golden State. It don't matter. It ain't no way. Not with this. Doesn't everybody say it's healthy? Nah, nah. Even if they lose, like let's say Clay go, Clay goes down, I still think they can win. Knock on wood, or, or Draymond, I still think they have enough firepower with Steph and KD and Draymond and Cousins. Like this, it's too much. Like how, how do you, even if Cousins come back and give them average like twelve and eight? How do you think he's gonna fit? Um, I think he'll, I think he'll fit in. Basically, what I look at it is, I don't expect him to go there and put up. Uh, let's say 20, 24 and 12 and 2014. How does that work for him when he's been doing that his whole career? Basically, he just, because he understands this is basically like a one-year rental. He's on a, like a minimum contract. He said, okay, I'm not going to make the money this year. Let me go show teams that basically I'm auditioning for my next team. Basically, let me just show them that I'm still healthy and I still got it. And at the same time, I'm going to win a ring because that's what's going to happen. And then after that, I got a ring and then I'm going to go cash out next year. So to me, that's why it makes sense. Because basically, you auditioning, showing teams that you're healthy and that you you're a team but player. But he did that in New Orleans. Why? why I mean, why? Leave? Yeah, other but than he, the ring, why leave? Exactly. That's what. Other than the ring, so that's it. The ring. That's what it's about. To me, I, I like think. what they had in New Orleans. I like him and Davis together. I yeah, like but that. that wasn't gonna beat Golden State. It still wasn't enough to beat Golden State. I think Golden State, even if they didn't have cousins, they still were just too too dominant to. Cause nobody made a big move, a big enough move to where they can knock them off. So I, I just think that you know, Golden State is going to go ahead and win three peat again. But well, three peat, not again when you three peat. But um, another superstar that was on the move. Let's talk about Kawhi. What was your thoughts on him? <sighs> Kawhi. Oh. I kind of want to know the real reason why he left the Spurs. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I want to know. I agree. Um. I haven't, I mean, I saw some pictures of some workouts and stuff. My main concern with Kawhi is I want to make sure he's totally healthy. Um, he should be. He had basically a whole year <laughs> off, so. I mean, but he was saying it's still this, it's still that. Right. And he was saying he wasn't there yet, and that's why he set out, which I think there's some other stuff behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I think it, I think it should work pretty well. I hate that DeMar had to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, it wasn't my favorite trade. Um, right. But I know Kawhi wanted to be out, and I really like Kawhi because he's pretty awesome, a two-way player, um, defensively and offense. But I think it was another one. I'm just gonna have to wait to see how it pans out, how he fits with Cal Lowry, how he fits in that system in the offense. But I think I think they should be okay. I think they did. Spurs got the best deal they could because. Of course, you know they didn't want to trade him to LA anyway, keep him in the West. So they had to send him out to the East. And with teams knowing that he's going to walk anyway, if you trade for him, why would you give up one of the key pieces? So now he's gone, but Demar Derozan is on the contract now. So that that works out for the Spurs. I don't think they'll be a contender in the West. They may, they may be a decent team, but you know, still, still got Golden State in Houston, probably. 
a couple of the two of the best teams out there. But I think with Kawhi and Toronto, they could be well, they were actually number one. They were actually the one seed this year, so but I, I think they could be I don't a think top it three. They never do anything in the playoffs. Right. But LeBron is gone now, so LeBron is gone, so. and Kawhi is there now. So that's I, I didn't really take them serious. Toronto last year, I I, I, I said they were going to lose in five games. I just didn't think they were. They have great regular seasons though. That's that's exactly. the crazy. But they just can't beat LeBron like you were saying. So I, I think I think I don't think they'll get to the finals this year. I'll say. This should be the year that Boston comes out of the East. Because Boston, they, the new king of the East? They should be. What, I think about, it, what about Philly? You like Philly? Philly is right there. Yeah. I think they'll be a top two or three seed. And then I'll probably say Toronto is in the mix, depending on how Kawhi is. If he's 100%, I think they could be a top three seed, maybe, somewhere around there. And then the Wizards, they should be a little bit better. But, you know, they just inconsistent. They have a lot of talent, though. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. But they, they just, just and Milwaukee. It's it's time for Milwaukee to with Greek Freak to take that next step too, because they should be a whole lot better than they are. But I would say my final prediction. I would say, of course, Golden State and Boston will be my finals. Who would you have? I can't disagree with you. I'm gonna have to say Boston as well, um, because they do have Kyrie and Gordon coming back. But then my biggest question with that is what happens to Jalen? What happens to Terry? Because they were getting question, all those yeah. minutes, and I feel like they're going to be unhappy. So I mean, and Terry Rozier. Yeah, Terry. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just I don't know. But, but I, I, if I had to pick right now, um, I'm definitely going to say Boston is coming out of the East. If not Boston, maybe my second choice, uh, maybe Philly, because I like them. I like what they I like what they have. Yeah. They're young. They are. But I like what they have going on. So, but I, I'll say Boston, Boston and Golden State, and of course I think Golden State they just gonna take everybody out. I think if they really wanted to, they could really break the records that they set a couple of years you think ago. So? Yeah, it's, it's too much talent, way too much talent on one team with their starting lineup with Cousins. Even if Cousins is just seventy five percent of what he was, they're still better than Zaza Pachulia and Javale McGee. Mm-hmm. So that's still a big win for them. One more topic. Let's switch over to football real quick. I know you like the Panthers. You like Cam. But, um, so far in the preseason or whatever, who who are you liking and who would you say would be your two teams to go to the Super Bowl? Just take a, a long God, swing. Yeah, football swing. so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch Philly the other night. Carson Wentz and looked too hot, but he did get injured. Um, Foles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Foles. Um, as far as my predictions, uh, darn. All right. So, oh, this is so hard. Because I feel like it's going to be way off, and then we're going to look back at this, right. and it's going to be like, Crystal, what were you thinking? Um, I like I, I, I like I like the Texans, to be honest. The Texans? Yeah. Mm, I okay. do. Because I, I like Deshaun Watson. Right. And I really want. I think he's gonna have a good year. I do. I think he's gonna. He's definitely healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like them. Super Bowl. Man, I don't know who's gonna be in the Super Bowl. That's too hard. Yeah, I would say. You know, I've been saying it since some of my previous interviews. I, I like. I like San Diego to come out the AFC. I, I think this is the year for Philip Rivers. 
because they they got a lot of talent on offense with uh you got Phillip Rivers and you got Kenny Allen who's a elite number one receiver. You got Melvin Ingram in the backfield. You got Mike Williams from Clemson who should be ready to ready to go. And I, I just think they got a lot of talent. I hate that they lost a tight end, but I, I think they got a good shot. Even though I'm a Ravens fan, I don't think we'll do too much because I think I'm I'm ready for the Joe Flacco era to come to an end. But so. let me tell you a team that I have been looking at because I feel like they've added some good pieces. The Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be as whack as they have been. They'll, they'll beat us at least one time this year because they're not a division, so we I play think it twice. Come up. I do. They'll, I like the additions that they made yeah. this season. And plus, Tyrod, you know, he he played with us. You know, he, he won the Super Bowl with us. So he knows the division, even if he's a starter. Like, he knows the division. He knows the team. So I think that's a good, that's a good upside for him. But I think they'll beat us at least once. Um, I, don't, I don't think – if I had to say, I don't even know if we'll make the playoffs this year. I, I just think we got some more pieces we need to add. Who's the other team? All you said was San Diego. San Diego and then out the NFC, I want to say Drew Brees and the Saints right the now. Saints? Yeah, I think. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, I, I'll take Drew Brees and the Saints. I think this year when they get Mark Ingram back in the backfield, uh, Alvin Kamara – um, I think the defense – I think they just got something to prove because they really should have beat Minnesota last year, but, you know, they missed the tackle and he just took off for the for the end zone and won the game. But I, I just think with Drew Brees, I think he'll it, – it, it's tough. But I, I want to say – I don't know – I really don't know why I want to say the Saints, but I think – I'm not as confident in them as I am with San Diego. But I, I'll say – San Diego and well, Los Angeles Chargers now and uh, the New Orleans Saints for the Super Bowl. That's my pick. What are your thoughts on New England? Uh, I don't, I don't know how good they'll be this year. I think they'll be back in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I just think it's too much going on around the team right now. Even though Brady is, yeah, Brady is all time great, but it just to me it's just like you know the defense wasn't that good, great last year. And it's just like to me, I always say I don't feel I feel like they they never put enough pieces around Tom to he just they I think I kinda in a way seem like they take him for granted because he's so great mm-hmm. that they don't have to necessarily spend a they lot of money. Him to do it. Yeah, and right. he just works with the pieces right. around him. To me, that's what makes him so great. All t- the best to me is because he could just take guys, they just plug them in and, and they just go and he and he wins. So I think they'll definitely be back in the playoffs. Probably win another 12, 13 games. But I, I just think Phillip Rivers is one of those quarterbacks on any given Sunday. He, I think he has enough confidence that he can go in and, and knock off Tom Brady. So those would be my two picks. Before we get out of here, one last question. Yeah. What's your ultimate goal? Ultimate goal as far as podcasting? Anything. Ultimate goal. Podcast, whatever you want. Um, The ultimate goal for me as far as what I'm doing um, is to definitely create a platform for myself to give others a platform. So really for me, the main thing for me is giving back. So I want to be able, if you have a talent, if there's something that you're good at, if there's something you have a dream and you want to chase it, I want to be able to have a platform myself to give you that platform so that you can elevate and just meet your fullest potential. That's that's my ultimate goal. I want to be able to help people. All right, Crystal, I appreciate you. Good Thank to see you, you again. Real quick before we get out of here, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at underscore Crystal K. So that's underscore C R Y S T 
T-A-L-K underscore. And that's on Instagram. You can also follow me on Facebook at Crystal Council. And you can follow my Facebook page at Crystal K Media. All right. There you guys have it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Till next time, keep chasing dreams. This is Cross the Line Podcast. Thank you for listening.